The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. for another episode of Out of the Shadows Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jim, joined by not Chris. I know last week we had uh, done our Skinamarink episode. We said we'd be back this week with our normal programming, well, semi-normal programming, of Strangers on a Train, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. However, Chris did not heed the warnings of the bar folk about staying away from the moors on a full moon, um, so he is out battling the werewolves this weekend. So it's just me. It is Friday, February 3rd, um, 10 days short of a Friday the 13th, but a Friday nonetheless, we'll take it. This week, um, if you have not looked at the title, if you just downloaded the episode, to go ahead and give a listen if you didn't read the description, we are not obviously doing Strangers on a Train because I'm not going to do that myself. So this week, I am going to take a look at a brand new movie that just came out a week ago, January 27th, uh, entitled... Infinity Pool. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money then? You married rich. (laughs) (laughs) I actually came here looking for inspiration. Mr. James Foster, you'll have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there. And watch it happen. You know, James, do you worry they got the wrong man? (laughs) 
So, like I said, Infinity Pool is a, a relatively new movie. It just came out last week, January 27th. But this is a movie that came across my radar via... Um, I hate that I do this, and I hate to admit it, but scrolling through Instagram came through as a, as a, an advertisement on the uh, through the stories, and the thing that really caught me about this movie was this little bit of a, a, a an advertisement that we got, basically just a very small snippet of a scene for with Mia Goth's character with a gun in her hand, and then there's this weird-looking individual who kind of looks like he's got a fucked-up face, right? So going into this movie, I didn't really kind of know what to expect, but uh, I did not expect the movie I got. This movie, oh boy, um, eh, ooh, how do I do this? Uh, how do I say this? You need to watch the trailer for this movie to get at least some semblance of an idea of what you're getting yourself into. The trailer kind of doesn't prepare you for the type of film you're getting into, so here's the thing. I came home and I watched the trailer after uh, viewing this movie tonight for the second time uh, so I could record this episode. And the, like I said, the little snippet of the advertisement I got on Instagram did absolutely nothing to really prepare me for this film or even give me any sort of idea of what this film was. But at the end of the day, I was okay with that. I wanted to go in blind, just like I want to go in blind seeing the new Evil Dead movie. However, I kind of wish I would have known a little bit more of what I was getting into on my first viewing of this movie. And had I had a little bit more, uh, I think I would have viewed this movie a little bit differently after my first viewing. Not not to say that I was uh, shut off or disappointed or I thought the movie was bad. I just had a... Uh, I, I felt like I had gone through a fever dream. So basically this movie is about this young couple, James Foster and M. Foster, played by Alexander Skarsgård and Cleopatra Coleman, respectively. Um, they're at this island island resort. I say island resort because when you first see it, it kind of has palm trees and it kind of gives me the impression that they're in you know the Caribbean or something. But however, I don't think that's the case. I think this is more of a country that's supposed to be by where Croatia is as they filmed some of the movie there uh, in, in other European countries. But basically, this movie follows this young couple as they uh, meet this other couple, Gabby Bauer, played by Mia Goth, and her husband, Albin Bauer. And so the Bauers kind of take the Fosters outside the compound for a day. They go have a picnic by the ocean. Uh, nightfall comes. They're driving back. Everybody's basically either passed out or drunk. And James is driving the car. Headlights start going out, start going whack on the car, and uh, James basically hits somebody, a local farmer. They all get out, see that this dude is fucked up, get back in the car, and then drive back to the hotel because they do not want to get involved with the police or the policing system here as it's a, a poor country, and they're basically going to kill these people or exploit them if they find out uh, what these people did. One of those types of uh, scenarios. So... The next day, James gets arrested, he goes to jail, and he gets basically cut a deal. They tell him, in our country, what happens when you kill somebody is it's basically an eye for an eye, so we're going to kill you. Um, what will happen is the man you killed, one of his sons, his oldest son, is going to kill you. That's just how it is. That's how things are done around here. But there's a loophole. If you pay us a very large sum of money, what we'll do is we'll make a double of you who will die in your place, and then you can go about your merry business. So James takes the loophole, 
pays the money. They make a clone of him. Looks exactly like him. All his memories. So he still thinks he's guilty right up until the very last moment when he dies. And then he goes back basically on with his life. So the rest of this movie is basically Gabby Bauer and her husband and their merry band of friends uh, pulling James Foster into this descent, into this rabbit hole of depravity and drug use and fueled raging orgies until basically James kind of comes to his senses and realizes this is fucking nuts. I'm done. I'm getting out of here. He tries to leave. But the uh, the Manson family doesn't let him leave. They try to keep him there. Until the very end when uh, they basically say, you have to kill your double here to complete your transformation and become like us and be one of us. You're just like us, James. He eventually does kill this double of his uh, to complete, quote-unquote, his transformation. And then they all basically leave the island and go back to their merry lives. However, however... I'm under the impression that they're coming back next year to get just as fucked up and depraved and commit uh, insane crimes knowing that they have this loophole. Knowing that this is something that, okay, well, I'm just going to pay this money and get out of this. I can come here. This is my playground. I can do whatever the fuck I want. However, that being the storyline, the way this movie is made and told and shown is, I think, why... I enjoy this movie as much as I do. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that this is holy shit. This is one of my most favorite movies I've seen, but I did enjoy this movie. Again, had I known what I was getting into on the first viewing, I may have liked it a little bit more then instead of having to go back and watch it a second time. I'll tell you, watching it a second time, knowing the storyline, knowing what's coming, knowing everybody's ulterior motives, kind of helps put things in perspective throughout the film. So that is something to also keep in mind that this is probably a film you want to see more than once. However, there's a lot of visualizations in this film that are fantastic. So right at the beginning, one of the things we get are these shots of the resort, okay? And they start, the first one comes up and it starts right side up. But you can tell it was shot with a drone or something and they slowly start spinning it and going upside down. And then they cut to another shot, another shot, a couple other shots of the resort, and they either start upside down and start spinning right side up, or they're going upside down. And right from this moment, this is the moment that sparks that uneasiness within you, and they don't let it go for the rest of the movie. Right then sets the tone. So those shots are incredible. There's a couple other scenes in this movie where there's this sort of, and again, like I said, psychedelic fever dream style shots just the way they're shot bare uh, a very um out of focus crazy colors to give you this kind of sense of unease right um and i love these shots too they're so effective they keep that unease and then build on it and build on it and build on it and not just not just these crazy scenes but also you're seeing this transformation of this character james throughout this movie and his descent into this depravity and it's kind of scary because we know what happens when you have power and money and you think you can just get away with anything and just pay your way through it it leaves the world through that kind of lens a playground to do whatever you want like i said and that's basically what these people do. They take advantage of it, and they're fucking nuts. And it's the music that goes along with some of these these psychedelic fever dream 
sequences that really also help set the mood. So the, the the scoring on this film was insanely great. The uh, the cinematography was insane. The acting performances by uh, by Skarsgård and Mia Goth. I I really I'm really digging Mia Goth as an actress, especially in these sort of bizarre horror roles from Pearl and X. And now she's got Maxine coming out. Now she had this. The first time I saw her was in. That movie, uh, Gore Verbinski, what was it called? Um, a Cure for Wellness, right? That was the first film I saw her in. And that itself was a, I don't know, I don't know if you call it a horror, horror exactly, but there was, uh, if not, there was quite a bit of horror essence in that movie. Uh, and she is cementing herself, and I am so glad to see, you know, her coming up, Jenna Ortega coming up, these fresh faces. So it was kind of good to see her in this this kind of different role from her, her last uh, two movies, but she nailed it. She nailed it, man, I'll tell you. And Alexander Skarsgård, again, just to see his his face even, just to go through this transformation and this, this, this go to this dark place, man, of just, just decrepit depravity, really, again, shows you what it's like when you have money and power and you think you can just get away with everything. It gets to your head and you just run with it. Came here looking for inspiration, and I don't think this is the kind of inspiration he was looking for. Aside from the acting and the music, I want to talk about our director on this movie a little bit, okay? Brandon Cronenberg. Ding, ding, ding. For those of you who've listened to our show before, we have had Cronenberg's name mentioned. Uh, Maybe not Brandon Cronenberg, but his father, David Cronenberg. Yes, the same director of The Fly and Scanners. And what was the other? Oh, Videodrome. Uh, Those are the ones we've seen on the show so far. So the king of body horror, nonetheless. Now his son is making horror movies. And this isn't his, you know, Brandon's first horror, uh, well, I shouldn't say horror, but first film in general. He, uh, his last film was called Possessor in 2020. And I vaguely kind of remember hearing that this movie was coming out, but I hadn't heard that it was Brandon Cronenberg, but I hadn't seen it. I I, I still haven't seen any of his movies, but I am going to take a trip back and go see Possessor because it looks good. And having seen this movie, now I'm interested. It's kind of like when Chris and I did the Ty West thing. Uh, We wanted to go back and see some of Ty West's films that he'd done previously. Same case here, right? And again, Mia Goth thrown into the mix. Thank you for bringing me to another great director now. There was a lot of body horror in this movie following in the footsteps of what his father established and did back in the 80s there's definitely some scenes of like very strange physical body horror but i feel like this movie was also a deviation from the physical body horror to a sort of mental style body horror again with some of these uh psychedelic sequences being on drugs going through the experience of being cloned it, it really created this this new sense of body horror, not just the physical side, but the mental side of where your mind can go, what your mind can experience and go through. And it was just kind of interesting to see it you know, uh, keep going and snowballing and going through this character and see his transformation in James. So yeah, Brandon Cronenberg definitely hits it out of the park on this one. I'm giving him two thumbs up. I'm there in the theater for your next movie. No questions asked, but I'm going to watch the trailer this time. Now, be warned, uh, I just want to put this disclaimer, if you have not seen this movie and you're planning on going and seeing it after I've basically kind of told you everything about it, be warned that this is a pornographic film in very many ways. I don't mean it's 
like Nymphomaniac, but uh, there are some very uh, interesting uh, sexually pornographic scenes in this movie. So just prepare yourself for that. Don't let that come out of left field. There is some blood and gore. Not too bad, I would say. I mean, I'm a fan of horror, so really, what's you know, what's too bad to me? But this is not really uh, the type of movie you want to put on in a casual old night where you're trying to just you know hang out, watch a horror movie. This isn't like. Uh, Friday the 13th part 6 this is um, kind of intense at moments and you know right away out of the beginning before the movie even starts there's a disclaimer that pops up from the production company Neon uh, who had a couple interesting trailers before this movie started but I can't remember what they were I just know there was a couple movies that they were going to be releasing coming up this year that kind of looked interesting but anyway they put this disclaimer on there that says that there are some sequences in this movie that may trigger individuals who are prone to seizures to have a seizure so again this is not this is not a willy-nilly type movie this is intense so just be prepared i don't know why you've listened this far if you haven't seen the movie but hey good for you but i do recommend it i do say go check it out this isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea however tough deal with it experience it that's how you dig out the gold from the shit right And everybody's gold and everybody's shit is different for themselves. So expand your horizons. Try something different. There's always something new to try. So that's definitely this type of film. Um, I had told Chris the other day because he had asked me about what I thought about it. And I said, well, I don't know if you would like this one. But that was after one viewing. So now that I've seen it twice, I kind of, uh, I I still don't kind of know. I feel more now that he might like it more than I did before, but I still don't know. So it's going to be interesting to hear what he says. Hopefully he'll check it out real briefly at the beginning of a future episode here in the next couple weeks. Just mention it and talk about it. If not, uh, here's my thoughts on it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, sorry Chris couldn't be here. He's out with those pesky werewolves tonight. Like I said, this was going to be a short episode. I just wanted to pop in not leave you guys hanging for another week. Um, We should be, I say should be, because as you can see, things change around here very rapidly. But we should be back next week with our episode for the next Hitchcock movie, Strangers on a Train. I'm very eager to talk about that. I know Chris is too. So we should be back with that next week. As always, go ahead, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know the handle by now. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Interact, leave some comments. Let me know what you guys thought of Infinity Pool. Uh, I'd love to hear it. Because again, this was um, this was an interesting one. And not everybody's cup of tea. There's a very particular type of taste here. I still, like I said, I do enjoy this movie. And I think I even need a third viewing of it to kind of get a, a real good firm grasp on it. But that's basically it, guys. I am out. Y'all have a good week. Be safe. Stay warm out there. We're in the we were in the single digits today here in Buffalo. So stay warm out there, everybody. Until next time, remember, keep your eyes on the shadows. <laughs>